In terms of quality, they're, nah, they're not on, on their level, not on that level or something. They're obviously qualified. I think people didn't expect them to, to get qualified. So you gotta give them respect for that. Anything can happen. Look, in football, you, anything, you, a red card after 15 minutes, uh, one goal, everything, anything can happen. The pressure, there's no pressure on Australia. They, they play against France. France, they have to win. They expect them to win. Australia have nothing to lose. of the four-man wall a podcast on australian football slash soccer at its finest i'm your host jashan a proud latrobe graduate i'm fresh out the shower and i'm smelling like aloe vera keen to get stuck into the chat today joining me is fellow latrobe alumnus it's the dashing and debonair melbourne city mega fan andy gibson g'day everyone great to be here as usual and uh wish we were there in person so i could smell you jashan but uh wasn't to be <laughs> He's smelling fresh. The third voice you got to hear is yet another one who owns a piece of special paper with the Latrobe stamp on it. He is cooking a lasagna as we speak on Twitter. He's NPL player Oz Scopes, but here he is Damon Sarah. Hello, everyone. Yes, yeah, awesome to be back, and that was just probably one of the most unique intros to a podcast I've heard. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's gold, man. It's gold. <laughs> and last but not least, a man who has yet to graduate university. He just had a Japanese curry for dinner. We're bloody chuffed you're joining us regardless, but it's Nicholas Brazier. Oh, thank you, Jashan, for that introduction. I do have my graduation ceremony booked in, and I am working full time um, in my field. Um, but uh, enough, <laughs> enough of my personal successes. I'd just like to say, even though I didn't go to Latrobe, I reckon I have a PhD in plum chicken thanks to my uh, expansive education at the local Chinese joint Green Express. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. I love it. That's good stuff. All right, big show again today. Uh, lots of great games to talk about, although less than normal because obviously Perth and Brisbane did not play due to stadium issues. But regardless, the games that we did get to see were all bangers. We're going to do a little preview of the World Cup that is due to start in, what is it, five or six five days? Five days from five now, days from today, days. Thursday, the whatever it is of November. You beauty. Very excited. And there's also been a few little news stories here and there that we'll get to. We're also going to do a little... Uh, Change our predictions from the start of the season. We're all going to get one each, and we'll see uh, how uh, people have evolved since week one. But first things first, Sydney Derby, the original rivalry. Western Sydney travelled to Allianz. Is it Allianz Arena? Is that what yeah. it's called? Stadium, Stadium maybe. maybe. Allianz Stadium, because Allianz Arena is obviously where Bayern Munich plays, if I'm not mistaken. That is, oh, there you go. Juventus yeah. also play at Allianz Stadium, I believe. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Allianz have got the goddamn monopoly. Yeah. Very impressive. If you go on their website, they, they have, it's like City Football Group, but for stadiums. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> that was cheeky. I like that. I like that. This was, I mean, least goal scored, but it was still a good game. Uh, Damo, what did you make of the Sydney Derby? First thing that comes to your mind when I when I talk about Western Sydney versus Sydney here? Uh, just the crowd, I suppose. What an awesome crowd it was. Uh, the atmosphere was probably the best atmosphere 
in the league for probably three or four years, maybe even more. 34,000 people, brother. 34,000 people. What else do you need? A bloody uh, a bloody villain in Milos Ninkovic. <laughs> uh, what what more could you need for a football game? You've got all the all the stories, and you've got all the fans flocking back to an awesome new stadium, and it was just probably the best spectacle in the A League for ages. Hmm. I don't think there's been there wouldn't have been a crowd that big since the league left. Actually, how many people can fit into Amy Park? 30, about 30. Just under 30. Yeah. Right, so there wouldn't have been a crowd this big uh, since the, the league left Eddie Had or uh, Marvel, so back then Eddie Had. See citation on grand finals. I believe they sold out the Perth Stadium when Perth Glory made it in 2019. Yeah. That was um, how much? For a regular home and away game, I'd say it's, you know... God damn. That's, that's the Tony Popovich era, yes? Pardon? Yeah. That's the Tony Popovich era when they went there. Yeah, the glory. Yeah. Yep. Oh, how the grades have fallen. Yeah. Oh, Perth. What a joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get stuck into it. <laughs> Obviously, Western Sydney get their first, get their win with a one goal uh, one goal lead in the end there. Ninkovic, having been booed literally all game, uh, people calling him a traitor. There was a TIFO set up. I don't know if you boys saw the TIFO. Yeah. It was, it was uh, <laughs> well, who was it? Alex Brosk. Yeah, the king. Brosky. Uh Who else was it? Steve Corica. And I, I genuinely couldn't tell you who the other person was. I, I think it was Ryan Grant. Yeah, I think it was Grant. But if that was their best ro- effort of getting Ryan Grant onto a TIFO, they got a lot of work to do. <laughs> they, were, they were too busy burning Ninkovic jerseys yeah, they, to uh, properly design a They had a busy week, didn't they, maybe. the Cove? Yeah, exactly. This looked like Caden from the ends or someone. <laughs> but he would end up getting the assist to set up the game-winning goal with Ninkovic, getting the last laugh there, sending Mark Rudan and the crowd into absolute raptures. <laughs> he, he was, was bananas. <laughs> it was bananas? Oh, mate. Andy, brother, do you reckon Western Sydney genuinely outplayed the Blues here? Or was it a case of just, I don't know, a lucky moment? Um, I wouldn't call it a lucky moment. It was uh, definitely, you know, a very uh, well-earned moment and they executed it perfectly. But overall, the match as a whole, that, you know, Western Sydney weren't dominant or anything, but they probably did deserve to win overall. But, yeah, Ninkovic there was instrumental with that um, assist, you know, how he... Uh, he dodged that sliding tackle from the, uh, the Sydney bloke. Yeah, and, Bratton. Yeah, Flicked Bratton. Past him. Yeah, yeah, that was really Bratton well Bratton was all over yeah. the place in this game. He was a goddamn missile. Ridiculous. Yeah, he was uh, giving it everything. But yeah, Ninkovic and then the, the pass to Yangu, who obviously got past two defenders and, you know, fired it into the back of the net was, was beautiful. So I think they uh, they deserved to win, but it was, it was a good match overall. Nice and pretty close, I reckon. Yeah, fair shout. That Yangi goal was absolutely spectacular. Like the little jink he does awesome. to, to, yeah. to beat the second guy, yeah, especially. Yeah, oh. yeah. oh. to get rid of Casera and, yeah. and the finish was, sent well. him for a hot diggity dog. Yeah, that was nasty. That was nasty. The celebration I think that was as well. His first goal. Yeah, oh, straight, straight to the. Is it the red and black block? That's they the call one. it straight over there. The RBB having a yeet. The RBB. Yeah, no, nah, good stuff. That was his first goal for Western Sydney, so rightfully excited and what a moment to score it as well like your young player of the week surely Damo Kashina Yangi or is it he's at least in the conversation or was it Neuenhoff it was Neuenhoff was was a boss absolutely nothing was getting past Neuenhoff 
Absolutely dominant. Mm. Taking Luke Bratton and Anthony Caceres to school, mate. Oh, absolutely. Like, I've never seen someone so young and just go out there and play with the amount of confidence and mm. level-headedness and mature, matureness, mature, maturity. Maturity, that, there you that, go. That maturity. Ewan Hoff possessed in that game. It was, yeah, honestly, like, he is the future of the Socceroos um, holding midfield position. It's a bit cool, because there are a lot of talented, like, Cammy Devlin plays there, Connor Metcalf plays there. There, there are a few talented CDMs um, around you and Hoffman. Yeah, he, he is the next gen. But fair enough, fair enough. He's, he's a, little, a little star, is Cal. The Hoff, tentatively calling him the Hoff. On the other side of things, it must be said, Sydney somewhat... It's odd. They've got their one play is basically like feed Mac, feed Lolly on the wings and hope they do something miraculous. And to be fair to them, they've managed to do that a fair bit thus far this season. But it doesn't really look like they have a plan B. Nah. Nick, I want to throw it to you, bud, because I want to hear your glorious yes, voice. Sir. Steve Corica, is he the most under-pressure coach in the league right now? I don't think so. I think he's got a bit of time up his sleeve. I believe he's got a strong squad. And he will, you know, you know, he will, he will get the wins here, get the losses there. But I don't think he's the most under pressure. If Sydney FC were faltering on a consistent basis to teams much lower than them, I would be more concerned. But Western United, uh, pardon me, Western Sydney Wanderers are in the conversation for a top three, top to top four finish. So I don't think it's it's no sweat. And in a big derby, you know, results can be. Results can, you know, change. You, you can get upsets, uh, you know, that you don't expect, regardless of ladder position. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him under pressure. I would have considered John Aloisi the most under pressure coach, and I probably still do. However, it, he's just, uh, <laughs> that win's kind of uh, given him a bit of a, a security, a false sense of security there, I'd say. Absolutely. False sense. It was a bloody... That's a good segue, that is, brother. We'll get to it. The Wellington Phoenix lost to Western United over there in Wellington. You hate to see it if you're a, if you're a Kiwi, but Aloisi gets his first win of the season. Priovic back in the team, mm. scores. Diamante in the team, scores. Leo Lacroix played somewhat reasonably. They still conceded two goals, mind you. Could have conceded a third. But... Western United, get the dub. Uh, look, with Prijevic back in the fold and playing, uh, is this now a team that, I guess, other teams should be watching out for? Andy? Uh, it could be, I reckon. could be with uh, Prijevic back. Obviously, you can't put it all onto one player, but, um, you know, people might be quick to write them off considering their start to the season. So they might be that sort of danger team, you know, the, the banana skin, if you will, you know, a team that... Um, some of those top teams, uh, you know, if they're not careful, might slip up against. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it um, comes at a good time for them, that first win. You know, leading into the World Cup break gives them that little bit of momentum. They know they've got Previc back and he was in good form in his first game. And uh, Diamante, he's uh, still got it, obviously, with that incredible free kick he took at the end to uh, to win the match. So, yeah, I think yeah, they, um, they might be that sort of danger team, as I said, that... Um, 
could give those top Can 10 runs for the money. There, Andy? Are you suggesting that Wellington Phoenix dodged a blue shell that was Melbourne City only to fall on the on the banana peel <laughs> that was Western United like a good old-fashioned game of Mario Kart? That's right. In, indeed, yeah. That's, that is exactly what I'm saying. Nick, well said. Because they refuse to start the bullet bill that is Ben Wayne. Give him the play, oh, fellas. Why? God's mm, sake. Get him on. I mean, this is no, Zawada did Zawada score to be scored. Did he score last week or this week? This no, this was Zawada's first yeah, goal. Yeah, it was his first goal. goal so. But Barbarousas also missed that pen, so, you know. True. They had their opportunities, and obviously, if you don't take your opportunities, then you're always uh, risking the other team coming back into the game. That's it, mate. That's and that's exactly what happened. It. That's exactly what happened. It is interesting. I think Milanovic, Diamante, and Prijevic all came off the bench and yeah. all played a crucial role in Western United getting the win here. There so, you go. Yeah, you know, if Aloisi can uh, engage his brain and start his good players, you never know if this could be a good team again. They, they might we'll go see. into halftime not two goals plus down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Literally every week. I know. They just start two goals down. It's brutal. Oh, didn't worry him this week. No, just came back. Thanks to Dean. They went two goals up against Central Coast, and yeah, didn't bother Central Coast. Oh, that's That's, true. They they are conducive to high-scoring games, Western United at the moment. They're providing us with some entertainment, at least. And it it was an entertaining round overall. Nick, I should have thrown this to you earlier, and I apologise for that. But peak moment of the A League week, Nicholas Brazier. Do you have one for me? Peak A League. Thank you, Deshaun, for throwing over the PK League moment of the week. Look, we're heading into a bit of a hiatus, and really, we don't want to be lurching, lurching into the gloomy, gloomy realities of PK League. We need an uplifter, and that's exactly what we got this week. So, PK League moment of the week was having a week of football that was so fantastic. It required, it required a nine-news hit piece on the Sydney Derby fans. You might say, how is that PK League? I'm just saying, if we can anger, oh, we don't like the soccer people, we're doing a good job. <laughs> but we we made it, it to don't, Channel 9. Don't be, don't be real dickheads, just but keep it safe. Piss <laughs> off Channel 9. Don't be throwing a bottle <laughs> of Peroni on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> You know, my babe, you can't wait, 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 wait. You're allowed to bring bottles into into the, into the Allianz no, Stadium. No, Surely no. it's plastic. The 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 uh, the the journalist in, was insinuating that the oh. the drinking was a problem, oh, and that there were oh. many many drunken drinking because There's AFL games don't have drunk case. people. Drinking in this economy? You know what that journalist should do? He should go to Qatar. No drinking in Qatar. And to explain <laughs> it, they just got a shot of a bottle of Peroni with a lid with the the uh, the lid uh, smashed off, laying on a bit of cooch grass. <laughs> so, wow, it's they've gone to the park. They've gone to some random park <laughs> and just taken a still of a bloody beer bottle. <laughs> yeah, it was probably a soccer The state of journalism. The state of journalism. The shockwaves in Sydney because they don't like sport. They're not like Melbourne, you know. They don't like, they don't sport. like sport. So I was on the Sydney subreddit and they were like, 
they took a photo from probably their apartment near Central Station. I haven't been to the SCG and Allianz Stadium precinct, so I'm not too sure how achievable it is in walking distance, but that's where they were starting the march. And according to my Sydney mates, it is achievable while walking distance. And they literally just put a picture of the flares and like, what's going on? <laughs> Whereas, you know, like... So, if, you know... If it's, like, catching the attention of ordinary Sydney sliders, let alone, and, like, you know, kicking them off, people in Melbourne will make those comments about a freedom, like a bloody anti-lockdown protest, you know, on their 10-month, you know, when it's still going 10 months after lockdown finished. Uh, controversial politics on the format wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> Careful. <laughs> you know, it's... People in Sydney don't care about sport, so when something comes up that's, you know, non-sequitur, you know, a bit of a... A bit of a... Uh, what's it called? Non-sequitur. Very nice. Uh, what's it called? Lovely. Like, you know, word. Never like heard a, that a circuit breaker. A, a, a true circuit breaker. Part of, you know, I've got no idea what you're talking about. There's a bit of pyro and drugs. Tell me more. Beating at 6pm on a Saturday. I can't go to Bondi for brunch by, you know, like... Oh, right. I see. 8am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of trash talking on the Sydney side. It never hurts anyone, does it, Alice? Never. No, I know. I mean, I do love their tradition of walking from their their part, like the Cove boys, like doing the walk from the pub to the home stadium every time they have a home game. That is a nice tradition. Yeah. Melbourne City does that. I'm sure Victory does most it. Most people do it, yeah. Yeah. Most clubs. Melbourne City do that as well, do they? Yeah, they... Some, sometimes. Do, they, do they come into the stadium on um, oil tankers, or, or <laughs> how, how, does, how does it work? <laughs> Wouldn't be a march well, if that um, was the case. And, and, and do they do it? Okay. And do they do it um, against the wishes of police, or do they make sure the police uh, uh, block the road off? <laughs> okay, we the march should, itself. We're gonna get away from politics yeah. chat on the podcast, it's, boys. No, no, this is about the football. No, Channel Nine was hated saying that you know, like it brought roads to a halt, even though they got like approved by the police to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is ridiculous. You just can't win. You can't, you can't win, win at all. The bloody mainstream. Oh, nah, mate. Yeah, it's Channel 9 are just jealous because Channel 10 have the broadcast yeah. rights. <laughs> Channel bro. 9 True. Has, has rugby rights, which, you know, is probably in direct competition sports-wise with Sydney. You know? That is true. Rugby is the Especially for venues over there in That's Sydney. Right. That is, yeah, people play rugby in Sydney. That's what they do. But back to the, to the, the soccer football, the football soccer. The other, there was two games that finished in a 3-2 scoreline. Obviously, the Knicks and West United, that we just talked about uh, previously. And there was also Central Coast versus uh, MacArthur, which was, in and of itself, a fucking banger. Reckon. Now, Damo, which yeah. do you reckon was the more entertaining 3-2 game? Central Coast or West United? I think it was the Central Coast game, purely because I watched all of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I, yeah. For me, yeah, the Mariners, anytime the Mariners play, it's must-watch. So, yeah, for me, it was the Mariners-McCarthy game and had everything, had controversy, had had goals, <laughs> had uh, debuts, had debut goals, and it was just just a oh. cracker of an A-League game. Is that a Jed Drew reference? It is. Debut goal? Oh. Congrats to was my he man, in the Jed conversation Drew. for Young Player of the Week for you? He, there, he was. I think he was maybe third. Yeah. After uh, Neuenhoff, Quoll, and then probably uh, Drew. I'd, and then I'd, Drew, and then Yankee fourth, sure. And then, yeah, I don't know if Yankee can qualify for the Young Player of the Week anymore. 
No, no he's, what, he's 21, gonna, isn't he? I'm going to say the, uh, the cutoff for the Young Player of the Week is 21. Okay, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Yangi's 23. He's, he's a bit older. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, well, Jedry obviously scored the game-winning goal here for MacArthur to give them the dub 3-2, yep. which took them, by the way, from 10th on the ladder to 4th. It's amazing. Incredible. So it's a very tight ladder so far. But on the other side of things, Garen Quall, two goals. Two goals. Uh, a pen and an absolute squeezer-banger from the side Both. there. You can't... You just can't put into words how difficult that actually is of a goal and how technically... It might not look the best, but from a technical standpoint, that is an incredible goal. Like, the way he's controlled that ball coming over the defender's head and he's controlled it perfectly. And then the placement... It's like, mm. lost for words. Made it look so easy. It's an amazing goal. Would you put any of that to keep it? Oh, it was a near post. Like, I'm playing devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah, the keeper has to, stand up, I, has to stand up taller there. I lost it when he got that. And by lost it, I'm, I mean, I had my back turned clean in the house. And then <laughs> I had the commentator lose it. And I had to lose it too. So anyway. you, have to, you have to consider what any normal player would have done in that situation. Oh, facts. The audaciousness. The, That's yeah. So audacity. if you're in that situation, you're always going to expect the person to put that across the face of goal. And obviously, Seaman's body position would have been uh, expecting that. So, mm-hmm. and Quall would have known that. He mm. definitely would have known yeah, that. Smart. So that's why he. I reckon he he went for it. And there you go. Just the power, like the fa- he's he's off balance when he hits it, and just the fucking power. That's he he might look like he's off balance, but he's not. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's uh, doing that to fool the goalkeeper as well. Oh, maybe. this man is on next level. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, this also came in a situation where Dwight York benched Daniel Lazani. Yeah. yeah. Started Drew and Noon as his wingers. Uh, Andy, brother. Yo. Good decision from Dwight York. Obviously, MacArthur got the win. Is this something he should keep doing? Oh, look, I mean, it's um, it's hard to say anything was uh, a bad decision when they when they got the win, I guess. But, um, yeah, the Noon and Arzani, like, they're pretty pretty integral parts of the side, I would have thought. Like, especially those two, because um, they, you know, they, they do like to link up with each other a bit. And Noon creates so many mm. chances, you know, with his crosses and everything. I, I personally wouldn't be starting either of them on the bench, but... Um, seemed to work for them, I guess, on on Sunday. So, if uh, if that's what he wants to do, then it's his decision. But um, yeah, I'm, I was surprised as well with that. Fair shout. I think if he goes for this four four two moving forward, I, I'd like to see Azani starting, obviously, and maybe get Jed Drew up there as the second striker alongside a Lockie Rose or an Al Hassan Toure. Um, I reckon that's the move personally. Mm. But I mean, Lockie, like Lockie Rose. I mean, he uh, he he forced the Mariners down to ten men. No, he didn't. <laughs> that was that, that was the most dodgy red card. Call. <laughs> pretty pretty bad. We've seen some. There's, like, there's another one of those so instances. We've, I've I've said this a few times now. It's there's contact there. Very minimal. He he's dragged him back, but like, is it a red card? Yellow at best. It's it's it is quote unquote denying a goal scoring opportunity. But he's so Rose didn't even have far possession out, of yeah. the ball for God's sake. He's going away from goal. <laughs> <laughs> His direction is going towards the corner flag. 
<laughs> True. <laughs> the ball's going towards the corner flag. Not a Van Damon. <laughs> Damo's just a really big Caltac fan, so he just feels a bit aggrieved. A bit aggrieved. It's been happening, like, the... the oh. What was it? The Aspro red card. Yeah. Like, Got his first ever goal in the A-League in he this did, game, by the way, to yes, Aspro. Yes, on his comeback into the yeah. starting eleven. Uh, credit to Aspro, who only took 100 games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, very similar in their, I suppose. And it was the same ref as well. It was the same ref. It was the same ref who sent off Ibisuki, uh, which then got overturned. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. oh, if this yeah, one true. gets overturned yeah. as well. Should be. Yeah, so... I reckon it'll stand because they'll see it like that. But yeah, just another annoying red card, which I reckon we could have gotten an even better game, even mm. though we still got a pretty bloody decent one. But I don't know what it is about this year, but it seems to be there seems to be one every week. Exactly, everyone's saying it. They must have had everyone a fire. is saying they must have had a fire sale on a, a single use red cards at the two dollars shop. <laughs> Need to get yeah. the money's worth. I, I think. This ref as well is just card happy. Mm. He gave out six other yellows as well Jeez. during the game, five of them to the MacArthur boys. I think it's worth noting that MacArthur obviously won here 3-2. Big result for Dwight York. Huge result. Mm. Yeah. Away from home. It also came, like, they played 60 minutes with a man advantage. They did. And, and they still managed goals. to go... One of their goals came because Danny Vukovic made an absolute <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Error. Bad timing. We have, to actually, we have to Vukovic, actually mention how and bad Danny Vukovic was. Oh, shocking. And Cummings shocking. missing... Oh, oh, missing oh, the pen. Cummings missed the penalty, yes, but yeah. also the lead-up play to not let him keep yes. the first goal. However, Garbage. I think because those penalties were so close together, it's a bit of... It's a bit of cause and effect. If Cummings doesn't... No, but the second the second pen was definitely a pen as well. It should have been two goals. Yes, but know. you know how, like, a goal can change everything? Would yeah, Central sure. Coast... It's it's a bit of cause and effect. Would Central Coast, if it went back to a kickoff, is what I'm trying to say, would Central mm-hmm. Coast would yeah, have been yeah. able to yeah, get the ball right. into the box, or would Macarthur it's all, it's all been a bit more conservative? That's a that's a fair point. It's a good call. Because they're so close call. together, that's why I just made that comment. No, very fair. Uh, very very fair. I, I will say that obviously the league is now on hiatus until December 9th, uh, while the World Cup is on. <laughs> and this is going to be my first burning question of the evening. Three burning questions. Nicholas, which club needs the break the most? Good question there. That's a good question. Thank you. All right. I, no, I've got two choices. I'm only going to go right. All right. All right. All right. Great question there. Uh, great question. Thank you. Code word for, I don't have a fucking clue. Anyway, there's two <laughs> perspectives you could look at this, right? You got a team that needs the break because they're shit and like as an organization <laughs> things aren't working. Or that's a bit blunt. So Perth. And no, um yes, it's both. <laughs> 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 and, and, and the other one is I think a team on the precipice. They can really turn their season around. However, they've had a few false starts and they just need just need that time together. And I believe that's Sydney FC. Okay. And I, I know yeah. Melbourne Victory is in a similar boat to Sydney FC. Yeah. But I believe Sydney 
have more going with their attack. And Melbourne Victory's attack uh-huh. is stacked. However, I believe it's a case of too many cooks spoil the broth. And, and yeah, ooh, right. That's a good saying. And I think it might. And I think there will be a case where you're going to be giving, like benching D'Agostino, for example, or like trying to rotate Fornaroli in, and, and manage mm-hmm. the side. And there could be a bit of dissatisfaction in the squad. Pure speculation, of course. But I, I believe Sydney's a better composed, uh, better team, and. Yeah, Melbourne victory are probably going to be more vulnerable to to losses. So I, I think Sydney FC going to need to break more, and they'll they'll definitely recharge um, the batteries. I don't mind that. I, I put yeah. it here just because I, I I would take Macarthur purely because they played the most games out of any out of any team due to the FFA Cup. Oh run. yeah, true. And I, I think it might be worth. Just a little, just a little break for some of these fellas. Let White York settle his squad. He seems to be changing boys in and out every single week. You know, Let's rest up a little I bit. Agree. Let's figure it out. Let's go from there. But I like that Sydney. I, I like that Sydney chat. Damo, real quick, just a quick check in. How's the uh, Sydney Super Cup going? A Celtic yeah, uh, up yet? Mac just hit the crossbar. Yeah. And uh, Abada nearly squared it up to Kyogo, who. Couldn't quite get past uh, Tom Hewitt Bell, who is obviously the goalkeeper for Sydney as Redmayne is at the World Cup. What's the crowd looking Indeed. like? Pretty biz- uh, abysmal. Really? Thursday uh, night. NGL. Sorry? NGL. Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night's yeah. an odd choice for it. But surely, surely some, some people come out to see Ange. I it's know. Ange. Yeah. That's, that's just Sydney for you, man. That's, that's yeah, it's Sydney. Playing in Brisbane, a place that Sydney. Yeah, agreed. Or, or did, did Ange coach Victory for a bit? Yeah, like yeah. eight months. Yeah, yeah. He should have been. It should have been either in Melbourne or in Brisbane. Odd decision yeah, by the FFA. Absolute rats. But uh, I reckon we move on, fellas. Actually, real quick. Obviously, Qual made a diff- made a huge impact here. Like a huge impact. Like, how how negatively will Central Coast be impacted when he leaves and goes to Newcastle? Because he's made he's won them a couple of games already, and he nearly won them this one. Yeah, I think uh, with Quoll leaving in January, I think the Mariners could be in a bit of strife. Uh, mm. Every time he's on the pitch, they tend to score goals. And every time he's not on the pitch, they don't. Doesn't get much clearer than that. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty black and white. So yeah, they are going to be in a bit of strife. Apparently, they went to they, they're in Vanuatu at the, the moment. Team. So I think they they play a, a play a game against the national oh, team. So interesting. We'll see how they go, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to put a bit of a uh, a yeah, must watch. Sorry, why are you watching the Super Sydney? Sorry, Damon, why are you watching the Sydney Super Cup when you could be watching Central Coast versus uh, Vanuatu <laughs> right, right now? Is it live? Oh, if you surely can find a stream. I heard it's on tonight. How's that satirical A-League, the Asian A-League on Twitter? You got you got me hook line and... Oh, my goodness. Sydney just hit the crossbow. Oh. Wait, is Caltech, will Caltech play for Vanuatu or Central Coast? Ooh. It's, a, it's an intriguing decision. <laughs> it's huge. It's a huge. It might might be uh, might be um, 
What do you call it? Suspended. Oh, okay. First Central Coast, so he, he might yeah. be going up. True. <laughs> no, but if, if that doesn't get overturned, I'll be absolutely shocked. Suspensions don't carry. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> sorry, sorry to right. poop, poop your joke there. Nah, it's fine. It was well, it was well it was, pooped. It was a yeah, good poop. Was, yeah, I thought it was. But let's slide in. Let's slide in. I reckon uh, the victory Adelaide. We'll just skip over that one. Good wins a gun. Great it's a great crowd. Goal Sorry, assist great here. Crowd. Yeah, Adelaide really faithful know how to turn yeah. up. And the victory fans travel. Uh, yeah, that's disappointing facts. for them that they had to see such a flat performance from their side. But they're so inconsistent. Mm. It's weird. But it's worth noting, uh, Goodwin leads the league with 59 crosses completed this season. Uh, second has 21 less than that. So he is just an absolute beast on the wings there. Definitely. Uh, hopefully he'll he'll produce a bit more of that in the World Cup. And also Alagic, son of former Reds legend. Yes. 18-year-old. Looked pretty good there, Damo. Young player yes. of the week. Another yes. one. Ah. Been, I reckon it would have been fourth. Fourth. Oh. Behind, uh, behind Neuenhoff. Quoll and Drew, I would have gone with Alagic. Love it. Shout out to Alagic. Well, the, more, but... the more people we have, the more youngsters we've got standing out week in, week out, the better it is for the future of uh, Australian football. So very true. always good to see a youngster come in and play very well on their starting debut. Facts. Love it. Alrighty. Now, the final game I think we should delve into properly is probably the Nukes versus Melbourne City. Andy, you are the Melbourne City mega fan. What? The fuck <laughs> is Michael Weir doing during that first goal? Oh, mate, I would love to know, but he definitely had a big brain fade, didn't he? <laughs> he was about 300 <laughs> kilometres out of home there. Just and then dived with his head first uh, to try and get it. but uh, And then he was like looking at the, the oncoming play to, you know, to try and avoid him. So he took his eye off the ball a bit. So, yeah, it was yeah. a pretty bad error from him. But, you know, uh, Melbourne City's... Uh, win for that, you know. Richard van der Ven getting his first goal of the season uh, from that mistake, so we'll take it. But uh, I thought it was a, a really good match overall, you know. Like, yeah. there was, you know, we, did, we didn't sort of dominate like, you know, we did against Perth the week before. Um, I think the Jets really um, put the challenge to us after that 4-0 loss against Victory the week before. Um, especially after O'Neill's red card in the um, second half. Yeah. You know, I was Debatable whether that second yellow was there. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a bit soft, personally. It was just like the the classic, I'm jumping in my arms sort of out, right? Yeah. And him the yellow yeah. card for that. He, uh, you saw him mutter as he was going off. He's like, what do you want me to do with my hands when I'm jumping? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't <laughs> jump with my hands down. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Got a time it's behind It's basic biomechanics. Exactly. There was no force that's in it or right. anything. Like, no. It's pretty soft, so he's pretty unlucky there. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes, obviously, especially this season. But um, yeah, that that sort of seemed to um, kick the Jets into. Oh, Sk- Sydney just scored an equaliser. Sorry. Ooh, no, oh no, no worries. Jeez. The Mac attack. The Mac attack. Yeah, it's got to be the Mac attack. He's a gun. Let's go, Mac. Shout out to Slovakia. All right, second question then, Andy. Yes. Can Jamie McLaren be stopped? Short answer: No, definitely nah. not. He is on fire. He scored in each game this year so far, so six in a row. Yeah. Which I think I heard he's it's the second. Eight goals in six games. Eight goals in six games, yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry, second time in his career that he's uh, yeah, got up to six in a row, like a streak for scoring. So, yeah, he's killing it, you know. He's obviously uh, Jamie Penn Claren. A few of them have been penalties and tap ins and that, but <laughs> at the end of the day, you still got to bury him, and, and he's done just that. So I've got right. one way to stop him. 
Oh yeah? What's that? Send him back to Darmstadt. <laughs> send him to no. Send send him to Darmstadt. <laughs> send him back to the raw, mate. Him and uh, him and Charlie Austin up front, banging and goals. That would be send, lethal. Send him to Darmstadt and um, back in his <laughs> Bundesliga two phase. <laughs> yeah. It's just a phase, Mum. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't <laughs> score internationally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's uh, he's got a real test ahead of him Hibs, in the World Hibs Cup. Say hello. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, good yeah, stuff. All right. Yeah, no, it was uh, my second. Good. My second burning question, Andy. This is for you, buddy. All right, Bessart Barisha is yeah. the all-time leading goal scorer in the A League. He's got 142 goals to his name. Yep. J Mac is currently on 128. Will J Mac overtake Barisha this season? Ooh, great question. Exciting question. Um, so what's he got to go? Is that? Is that- 14? Am I doing my maths right yes, there? Yes, it's 14. 15 to overtake. Oh, yeah, right. 15 to overtake and he's, oh, this guy does math. <laughs> and he's got eight so far, so he would need That's to finish it. the season on 23. Well, I think he can definitely do it if he's got eight in six games. He's finished on uh, about that number before, I think, in recent years. I think a couple of seasons ago he got like 22 or 23. So he, he can do it. And with that, that sort of a start, you know, as long as he doesn't, get injured or suspended or anything like that I reckon he can definitely can do it this year considering the um the form that Melbourne City is in as well and the service he's getting so yeah look I would wouldn't be surprised at all if he ever takes Barisha this year but um if he doesn't do it this season then he'll definitely uh get there early can, next season can I be that guy and just say that he's got a fair bit to go to catch up to Damian Murray <sighs> who's that what I think <laughs> Is he like the NPL uh, all-time leading goal scorer? Uh, no, he's the Australian National League all-time top scorer. Ah, is that right? right? The Australian which, National... Which, and how, how many, many goals? Yeah. No, this is the National League, so this should include the, the A-League. Okay. And the NSL and all that. <laughs> how yeah. many goals? 205, I think. Oof. Oh! Got a, got a long way to go then. That's a fair. That's a fair amount. Okay, what, he <laughs> so, might yeah, get there okay. Fair play if you can beat Barisha, but for me, you're not the greatest scorer in Australian history if you're not beating Damian Murray's record. <laughs> this guy's chatting Jeez. Murray. It's two hundred and forty. Uh, Is it two forty? It's two forty. Oh shit! Yeah. He's got a long well, way to go. Even better. <laughs> what what like era was this? Uh, like nineties. He's fifty-two 2000s. years old at the moment. So oh, he's, okay. he's Adelaide assistant coach. He is right. helping out Vart there. Okay, well, we'll take it one record at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you guys know that Jamie's dad's name is Don? Don McLaren? No, I did not know that, but I'm glad I do now. He's from Sunbury. Yeah, he's, that. From, he's from Sunbury. He's the king of Sunbury. You know, Jamie McLaren played youth football for Scotland. Why are all our players Scottish, man? <laughs> I think I am aware of that, actually. That's fantastic. Hell yeah. Alrighty. Um, I think that brings us to the end of the A-League chat, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. it should. It should anyway. It should. It should. Anyway. It should. Fuck the A-League. I'm more of a... I'm more of a, you know, EPL kind of guy. Yeah, you're a Euro snob. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair uh, enough. We'll Come quickly on, go around the room. Hello. Boys, goal of the week. I'm I'm taking, personally, I'm taking Yangi's goal. I, oh, that, nice. that finish was amazing. For me, it's Qual. Yep. It's Qual. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm torn between um, 
Ibisuki's gold. Adelaide won that header. Oh, oh that was yeah. just the power he got on it and the accuracy from that distance was very, very nice. And um, Diamante's free kick. That finish was crazy. Yeah. Diamante oh, wins shot. it for Western United and Wellington. That's the one. That's it. Okay. Half, half, Ibisuki, yeah, half, Diamante. What about you, Nicholas? Oh, I'm not on the special anymore because Andy uh, took my one, but I'll go for Diamante. <laughs> You're always special, Nicholas. We love you. I always want to shout out to Marco Tilio's assist. That he oh, set up, that was um, so good. For J-Mac, that was fucking sexy. And actually, a quick shout out to Leo Lacroix's uh, third <laughs> goal of the season. <laughs> third goal? Is that including own goals? Yeah, oh, that, that is only including only including Jeez, he's going to catch Jamie McLaren soon for Golden Boot. Who was the better own goal? That one or Scott Jamison's effort? <laughs> uh, nah, Leo Lacroix's effort. <laughs> it's got to be Leo Tops Lacroix. Oh, God. Alrighty. Oh, Jesus. You love to see it. Anyways, moving <laughs> forward. Has been a, it's, it's been a fun season so far. And obviously, if you guys have been following along, thank you all, by the way, for listening to the four-man wall. We're, we're doing great. We're getting about 15 less listens an episode, which is lovely. Shout out to my bad. girlfriend. Shout out to Stephanie. <laughs> On your Steph. Thank you, Steph. How, how many listens are we getting? About 15. 15. Oh, shout out to my mum. Oh, oh, shout out, Anna. Yes. And, and my mum. Oh, yes, Damo's yeah, And my mum. Yes, Jashan's mum. Jeez, I'll have to get my mum on board as well. <laughs> yeah, you will. You're... A bit of a chat. I was chatting to my mate. Uh, shout out to Bill. Um, I was trying to do some four-man wall parks, you know, trying to spruik up the soccer's chances and saying, you know, we've got a balanced squad. And I said, the real deal is Garan Qual. We talk about him on the four-man wall all, all the time. That's Should it. listen. Great podcast. <laughs> so, nice. 24 hours, this was Saturday lunch. 24 hours later, Garan Qual, masterful, masterful display. Oh. Send him... Send him, DM him the video of that goal. Oh. He's a great, exquisite finisher. I said, I told you, mate, this guy's world-class. Watch out for him in Qatar. You know what he said back? Trying to be positive, said back. Mm. Go MacArthur. <laughs> that sounds exactly <laughs> like what like, he said. Hey, there's, there's never a right time to say that unless you're 10 years old and you've got a cowbell in, uh, in Sydney's southwestern suburbs. And I say, go MacArthur all your life, kids. You're going to make a great club. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Uh, however, I had to just say, uh, actually, it plays for Central Coast. and But I'm glad I'm glad you're, you're interested. He's, he's trying. You're... you're your interests are in the right place. The execution just wasn't there. <laughs> Not bad. We are we are going up. We've we've gone uh, from ten listens to fifteen to seventeen uh, to twenty. So yeah, nice. the, the projection is good, boys. But yeah, yeah man, those old accounts are coming in handy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and shout out, shout out, shout out. But by the time this goes live, we've got a Twitter up and running too. Yep. Hopefully, fuck yeah, up the boys. We do, we do, we do have, we do have a handle. Shall I share it? Please. It is at the four man wall. Nice. At the four man wall, and that four is a number, not a letter. Have we got? Have we got the blue tick yet? We're not paying for Twitter. Ah, right. Damn, Elon. We got three followers. Oh yes. I think it's uh, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> or not Andy. I don't, I don't have Twitter, Twitter. Sorry, boys. Andy's not on Twitter. So yeah, oh, it's me, Damo, and Nick. That's good. All right, let's move on from the embarrassing stats. 
You know Garen Quall is good because uh, he's got he's got the highest potential of any Australian player in the latest footy manager. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you boys saw this. So, obviously, footy manager, it's a great game. Uh, shout out. Yeah. Shout out to my dad. Yeah. Players he, um... are scored out of a rating of 200, and they also get a potential rating up to up to 200. And Quall has a potential of 160. Nice. In the previous football manager, there were zero Australians with a potential in the range of 130 to 160. Mm. And in this footy manager, there are three. Ooh. Can you boys guess the other two? Uh, Volpato. Yes. And Robertson. Nah. Nah? Nah. Son of a former Socceroo and former media personality. Ooh. Actually, my Ocon. Yes, it's Paul Ocon Jr. over there in the Benfica youth setup. Ah. 17-year-olds. There you go. Did you guys know that Paul Ocon had a son called Paul Ocon Jr.? Yes. Oh, no, you, you did, but the boys. I, I did not. Andy, I Nick. did not know that. Yeah, he's good, apparently. He's very good. Further, further, yes, um, explaining why in the next uh, generation of Socceroos are just going to be regens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just freak regions. There's also He's Liam Liam Chipperfield, which I, I believe oh, is the yeah, Chipperfield son, Chipperfield, yeah. is Got going around. And there's also Noah Skocko, who I think might be yeah. Yossip's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow, exactly. I can't believe These are yeah. all lads. Got Richie Allegich. you got Ethan Allegich. Yeah, it's yeah. Double boys. Yeah, there are, there are there are a few there are a few squads coming through. You got Nestory Aaron Kunda there with 150 potential. Uh, Alessandro Sakati, Idris Abdullahi. Uh, Abdullahi he doesn't even play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's got potential though. He's eighteen. Give him, give him, a, give him a break. Nah, my man's is focusing on religion. <laughs> nah, you hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> Max Caputo, Alexander Popovich. Is that is that Tony's son? No. Yeah. No. Ah. Oh. Different Damn it, you hate to see it. No relation, apparently. Zero relation. Marco Tilio only got 130 potential. Uh, no good. Yeah, that's, Interesting. That just puts it into perspective how much uh, they actually rate him. Right, exactly. But me, moving forward. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hold uh, how much... A footy manager is a bit more, but how much do you reckon they actually focus they put into like Melbourne City and Marco Tilio? I read a story uh, that... An Irish club, FIFA just contacted them to do their own ratings. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's so good. Hell yeah. 99, and, and, 99. and they took the modest route and they ended up being the lowest rated team on FIFA. By <laughs> really? Oh, that's good of them to be modest. <laughs> Humility is a virtue, boys. Are we, we going to do our predictions? Yeah, it's time, it's time to eat a bit of humble pie. So at the start of the season, we all made predictions for the ladder... So Johnny Warren, top goal scorer, etc. You can check them out on our Instagram. Um, they're all up there. But obviously, you make mistakes. And what we're going to do today is, if we can change one prediction, what will it be? Andy, I'll throw to you first there. Bud, do you have one for me? Um, I was actually going to make a change to one of my Socceroos uh, preferences, like positional Ooh, do it. things. Yeah, so I was going to change my front three around a bit. Is, is that allowed, or is it only A-League... Uh... Changes. You know what? Go for it. Go All for right, it. I'll... I like it. I like to swerve. All right. No worries. I'll go for it anyway. Um, so I think I had Leckie as my striker, but I'm going to move him down to the left wing, and I'm going to move mm. um, Boyle out, because I believe he is under a very high injury cloud at the moment. He is. So, um, yeah, Leckie down to the 
Lekki down to the left wing, I reckon. So I might have to switch my bill across to the right wing, because I had, had him as the left wing. And I'm going to mm -hmm. bring in Cummings as my striker. Ah, come dingo. I didn't have the best game on the weekend, but... Come dingo, See, the problem is he'll score five goals, but they'll all be disallowed. Yeah, that's right. I know. Come dog absolutely we... scores a hat-trick against France. We... Oh, I, I love it, Damon. I love it. You should shout. Lads, what are we going to get? Who's got... What's going to be the highest tally this season? Lacroix own goals or Cummings disallowed goals? Oh, wow. That's, That's an incredible... It's free of This is the race. Hey, we need to keep an eye yeah. on that, that race. Yeah, this is an incredible turn of events. That's great. I'm going to put that as a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should. <laughs> that can be the uh, four-man Wolves we, first ever tweet. Inaugural... Twitter post. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Nick, while while you're fresh, what's your prediction that you want to change? All right. My prediction, I'm going for a simpler prediction uh, based on maps and science. <laughs> I'm um, jumping off the Liam Reddy ship. Ah, yes. He's not going to, he's not Sinking my man ship. for the Golden Glove. For me, I'm just going to go straight to the top of the pecking order. I want to go Lawrence Thomas for my golden glove. Hey, yeah. welcome to the club. Ex Thank you, Damon. Experienced, great defense in front of him. Uh, he's a he's a shoe in for me. Yes, Tom Tom Glover is. Uh, they're on equal. They're on parity for um, goals conceded at the moment. However, Tom Glover is a bit more, bit bit. He has improved. Glover was uh, going so good. Yeah, he had some great saves. Yeah, but we're talking about clean, clean sheets. Yeah, and I think mm -hmm. he's. He should have got a clean sheet. He's, he's improving, but he, he, he'll let the occasion. Like, we're talking small, slim margins here. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course, of course. Uh, and yeah, so that's. I think the Western that, Sydney defense has looked more solid than the City defense so far as well. I think that's the way Redan wants them to play. Just very solid, very rigid. Yes. So that's, that's even if one. Liam Reddy is a good goalkeeper, Lacroix is in front of him, and I, <laughs> and I'm of the opinion clean clean sheets for as a stat for goalkeepers. You mean Jamie Young, Jamie Young. I said Liam Young. Or Liam Reddy. You said Liam Reddy. You've been talking about Liam Reddy this entire time. <laughs> yeah, but you mean Jamie oh. Young. Wait. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent, Jamie Young. Yeah. Well, in, uh, <laughs> Western uh, United have conceded sixteen goals in six games. It's madness. Yeah, mm. and like Lacroix, you know, clean sheets are as much about the defence as in front of him, not just the goalkeeper. Exactly. Uh, and ex since, you know, i got to pick the, the best yeah, defence, essentially, I have to, can't stand by Western United there. Yeah, look, I, it's a good one. I, I was torn between two, but you've answered it for me because that was one of my options. Instead, I will. I'll change another another easy one. I'll change Nick D'Agostino out for goal, top goal scorer, and I'll swap him. To J Mac, hey, I mean, yeah. he just can't be stopped, which means oh, all, all of us are on the J Mac. Yeah, yeah. It's I just if you don't pick J Mac, yeah. Look, I wanted, I wanted to do, I wanted to swerve. I wanted something a little bit. Everyone wanted something different too, but you're, you're like, it's like you know, having a bit of money on um, Perth Glory to win against Melbourne City, and then kind <laughs> of you know. Halfway into already a goal down and ten, down to ten men, you know, putting all your money on Melbourne City. <laughs> just yeah. you know, just and then claiming you're right from the beginning. <laughs> Fucking oath. And last but not least, Damo, would you want to slide in there with your prediction well, change? Yeah, I, I kind of do. I I, um, <laughs> I thought Melbourne victory. You know, they could still go this season unbeaten. 
no. What? 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 You picked the wrong Melbourne team, man. Oh, well. I did. Yeah. Melbourne victory will no longer yeah go this season unbeaten. Great prediction there, Damo. Unfortunately, the Invincibles... Season will have to wait again <laughs> Till next until year. Ronaldo joins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> Mate, if if, if yes, Ronaldo um, gets I, uh, I have uh, custard pie on my face, and uh, yes, that was my one prediction that so I would like to change. What are you changing it to, though? I'm going to change it to Melbourne victory will struggle to make finals. Oh, I like damn. it. They are seventh at the moment, so. Yeah, and wow. my second prediction. Ah, oh! he's got Western two. United were to finish tenth. Yes. What did you have? You I'm going well, one though. better. I'm going oh, one tenth. better, and they're going to finish eleventh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting niche little change there. <laughs> you also predicted. You predicted the glory to be in the top ten. You don't want, want to change that one. You'll, you'll, no, no, you'll keep no, glory. Don't night. sleep on my man Zatkovich. <laughs> my man Zatkovich. He's a fraud, mate. Him and Koka are over there hanging out in the fraud corner with Andy <laughs> Gibson, lounge. who was late to the podcast again today. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> Do we actually think Ronaldo's going to come to the A League? No, no, no <laughs> Nanny can't convince him. Surely. No, it won't happen. Should get Suarez though. I reckon he's going. Oh, you saw that headline. He apparently Fornaroli could bring Suarez to the A-League. That'd be awesome. Childhood friends. Yeah, that's that'd be good. I can definitely see that happening. They're trained together in Uruguay. Surely Luis Suarez straight to the marquee club, Perth Glory, heading them up, banging goals. Daniel Sturridge 2.0. Are Uruguay in the World Cup? They're not, are they? Yeah, no. Uruguay, I think they are, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, okay. Suarez, yeah, yeah, Cavani. Yeah, okay, yeah, this will be, this will be their, be their last this will be Suarez's last yeah. World Cup, I imagine, Cavani, but it should be fun yeah. to see him uh, slide in there. And with that being said, I reckon we slide into the World Cup chat, boys. Are we all yeah. on board? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah! Yeah, the World lads. finished on uh, Sunday. England about Pakistan, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, my still days. On oh my days. Now nah, fuck the cricket. I'm all about oh. the rugby. I'm all about the rugby. Let's go Samoa. Yeah, what is that still going? I forgot it was on. The <laughs> rugby league world cup. Yeah, lots of world cups are happening at the moment. Mm. Yeah, who's um only who's... one matters though, and it's uh happening in Qatar. Yeah, God, God bless. God bless Qatar. A few news stories leading into uh the World Cup. Obviously, first things first. Marty Boyle, under an injury cloud. So our Scottish-Australian winger, crucial in our qualifying process, playing really well, might not be there. Marco Tilio has allegedly been flown out to Qatar. Not allegedly. He is, yeah. He has, it's happened. <laughs> he's there. Right, he's done. there. He's there. He's in Qatar. He's he's there. He's not drinking any alcohol. He's, he's <laughs> being a good boy. Now, last burning question, I believe Damo is the man I have to ask. Yeah. If this is the case... Normally, Graham's front three <coughs> is uh, Mabel on one wing, Boyle on the other, and then like a Duke as the striker. Mm. Who would you want to see replace Marty Boyle as the starting winger? Obviously, your options are Goodwin, Cole, 
Tilio uh, and Lucky, I suppose. Well, we, we, we are going to Qatar. We've got nothing to lose. I don't see why we just don't start Qual. Qual! <laughs> Even though he's we, never we have started. nothing to lose, right? Doesn't start in the A League, but he doesn't start in the A League, but he starts for the Socceroos. Exactly. Oh well, <laughs> got to take the risks in the World Cup, don't you? That's right. We, we've got nothing to lose. Very true. Yeah. Was Tilio the because right choice to come in as an injury replacement? Yeah, of course. He's the next best player we've got, and yeah, his form has been great. So yeah, that's right. Like, in, he he showed that he's not lazy. We've debunked yeah, that. We have, yeah. yeah we have. Uh, and he's shown that he is absolute quality. And yes, he he may potentially get in that starting eleven, but I, I highly doubt it because he wasn't picked in the uh, primary squad. But uh, you never know. You never know. These things. If he happen. impresses in training, you never know. That's right. All he has to do. If, if you guys have seen the A-League access with Qual, all yeah. he has to do is uh, refer to Graham Arnold as Mr. Graham Arnold. Yeah, and, um, he was very oh, impressed by that, wasn't he? Ah, Mr. Graham Arnold, yeah. <laughs> He's got manners. <laughs> oh, this kid's got manners. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cumdog says, I thought he'd laugh. <laughs> Sorry, what, what was that? <laughs> what is Cumdog saying? What does Cumdog say? I thought he'd laugh. That's so this good. Um, no, he, he watched those videos of uh, Graham Arnold delivering the news. He's like, yeah, and you deserve it. <laughs> uh, when I saw you take that penalty against New Zealand, that's when I knew I wanted you. <laughs> he's just got the same like croaky voice and he's like, yeah, and uh, it's not me that picked you, it's your hard work. I <laughs> 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 uh, you could just get any bloke off the streets to manage the bloody national team and pick the team. <laughs> If that's what he's, he's if that's what he's basing his selections off, one penalty. You could just get bloody Joe from down the road to pick the squad. Get Joe from down the road. Well, Harry Kill wasn't happy with his with his team. Did you see this, boys? I heard about Kill it. Kill basically came out and he said, "Well, the decision to snub Rogic is awful, and I question Graham Arnold's uh, <laughs> tactics here." Mm. <laughs> I and know. I have to agree. Like he's obviously mm. one of our most gifted technical players, so he's shown that he can score and play well against quality opposition at the Confeds Cup, and yeah, uh, in 2017. But it's it's based on form and fitness, unless you're Harry Suda, Nathaniel Atkinson, Joel King, <laughs> Danny Vukovic, and the whole squad. Exactly, <laughs> the boys' squad. Yeah. Oh God. And uh, finally, before we get to a little bit of a prediction, uh, the Qatari royal family have allegedly made the, the executive decision to move all of the beer tents away from the stadiums. Obviously, alcohol is not like supposed to be, you know. It's yeah, it, it's, Qatar it's, is. You're is not allowed to rules, do it. In, it's it's an Islamic country, and yes, yes, thank you. We have to abide by their their customs and beliefs. Yeah. So, uh, beer's going to be hard to find, but you also... Dude, it's not going there. <laughs> yeah. What was the more ridiculous story? Um, that, or the paid-for fans that they've got parading <laughs> around the city in different jerseys? Oh, mate, definitely that. The, uh, the fake fans, like, that's, that's nothing to do with their religion, obviously. That's just... And we're looking look. back at this in four years' time, thinking, what the fuck were we doing? 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're looking well, at it now and saying that. Host the world. <laughs> Not to get political, but the last country to host the World Cup ended up invading another one four well, years later. So that, that's true. Yeah, and we Not, knew that no, was going to have a great track clean, clean, Yeah, no. a great track record. No, so we may just end up being in a World War the next World Cup. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's, that is, that's morbid, but it's true. Literally, the the trend. No, it's all right. Thanks, Craig Foster, when he's there, he's he's going to save everyone. He's going to uh, rescue everyone who's his. Uh... Okay, I'm not I'm not going to get into it. Craig Foster is is a legend. He's that's a all king. I say. Yeah, shout out to Foz. Now, the football. We love it. We love the football. Let's get stuck into it, lads. Australia's group. We got France. We got Tunisia. We got Denmark. Easy dubs. Tim Cahill thinks we're making the quarterfinal. That is um, huge. Agreed. What a prediction. I think he's on crack. Do you boys... No, disagree. Semi-final. Semi... Nah, <laughs> why... Final. Why... How exactly are we making the semi-final, Nick? <laughs> disagree. <laughs> final. final. Okay. How... How are we making the final? Talk me through it. What's, what's happening here? You... Should I just give you my group prediction, okay? Yeah, go for it. Wednesday morning... Yes. Going to be up nice and early, all of us, including you, Deshaun. Yes. I'm normally awake then anyway, it's fine. <laughs> 6 a.m. It's, it's going to be approaching 88, 90th minute. All of a sudden, handball in the box. Handball in the box. Jamie McLaren steps up. <laughs> and we win 1-0 against France. Oh, yeah. No shit. So you think our defenders, all of whom are under an injury cloud, none of whom play in a top tier of professional football, are going to be able to keep out the likes of Karim Benzema, Antoine Griezmann, Kingsley Coman, Usman Dembele? It's easy. We've got Harry Suda. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> got, Harry, got Big Harry. Uh, got Ryan Grant. Ryan, Ryan Grant didn't make the squad. He got the spirit of Ryan Grant in their support. Well, he's got Ryan Grant's mullet. He's not in the squad yet, but trust me, Graham Arnold just, you know, put that one under the radar. He'll come in as a last-minute injury replacement. <laughs> Graham Arnold uh, snuck him into the plane, like, in, in a suitcase. Yeah, he's in the bloody uh, luggage combat cabinet. He'll you know? come out wearing a moustache, so no one knows it's actually him. Okay. All all things considered, I think it's it's good. I think Damo made this point last week. It's good that we play France first because if there's a chance to upset them, it'll be in the opening game where we can kind of just go at them a little bit. France are due for an implosion. It's the it's the holding cup holders curse. It could play into our hands. I hope so. Italy did it. Spain did it. This is true. Germany did it. Germany did it. Fair Germany enough. bombed their group against South Korea, uh, Sweden, and Mexico. So, so are, are all of you predicting Australia to make it out of the group? Is that what's happening here? No, I still think no. we we don't win a game. Okay. Don't no, we're the realist France, here. But we're gonna we're gonna lose our others. I think I said yeah, we'll beat France and we won't win the next two. So we'll beat France and we'll yeah, lose right. to Tunisia. Do the hard work yeah. and then fuck yeah. off. So, <laughs> <laughs> Similar to how we should have progressed from our Olympics group because we got oh, Argentina yeah. straight up, and then yeah. we proceeded to lose. We we lost to Spain. Well, that just, okay, fair enough. That just and then we lost to Egypt, yeah. unexplainably. This came down to a Graham Arnold disaster class <laughs> in uh, tournaments once again. Yeah, 
Oh, Asian cup anyway. Brutal. Some fat chat there, bro. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I think the group will be Denmark 1, mm-hmm. Australia 4, oh. Ouch. Tunisia 2, France 3. You got Tunisia going through ahead of France. Sure, okay. Yes, Look, I, I'm doing the. I'm, I'm following the same logic. I, I don't think France will make it out of the group, but I am having us predicting. I, I, I have got us going through. You, right, it's no, not Tunisia. No way. We'll lose to Tunisia. Nah, we're going to beat Tunisia. You, you we'll watch. We'll lose to Tunisia. We're going to beat Tunisia. Nah, we'll lose to Tunisia. I think our best opportunity is, uh, yeah, like a team like France going all out for a win, leaving a few spaces out back, and us kind of just getting lucky with a, a shot or something. That's and then, fair, but I mean, like, Tunisia don't have, a, like, a whole bunch of stars there. Most Tunisia of them play in the Tunisian are league. actually good, though. Like, they're yeah, defensively they're... very, very sound. And they're one of the best teams in Africa at the right. moment, outside yeah. of Egypt and Senegal. And Egypt... Egypt would have made it if it wasn't for the fact that playoff was against Senegal, which was a bit unfortunate for them. That's a fair so, shout. Yeah. That's a fair Just shout. Don't sleep on Tunisia. Don't uh, sleep on Tunisia. But you, that is surely the game that you look at and you think, all right, let's give it we, a go here. Boy. We're, I mean, we're at Kazri least 60, 40 percent. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But it's the red herring for us fans. Like, we're getting out. We're oh, chalking yeah. it up, but we can't underestimate I'm not, I'm that. Not well, that's what, it up. I, I was sure. looking on, on Twitter today, and there's all these videos on YouTube and stuff with people like predicting shit and saying that, oh, yeah, Australia out in the stuff. And then all these soccer Twitter cunts are like, I mean, <laughs> soccer Twitter folks. <laughs> uh, soccer Twitter folks are like, family friendly podcast, all yeah, included. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to oh, cut that out. Up. Um, you're uh, Roberto Garbaggio. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're sleeping on this Australian team. We are so good and stuff. And these are the same people who, not even six months ago, were like Graham Arnold out. We have no attacking bloody uh, mm. potency. We we suck. And these people <laughs> are going on to other people's videos and saying, no, your your analysis of us is completely wrong. We're actually half decent. Mm. Earlier I mean, in the podcast, you said that Jason Cummings is going to score a hat trick against France, mate. If he does that, I'll I'll get the Cummings tattoo on my goddamn hand. I yes. swear. Oh, I will get Cum Dog tattooed on my back. <laughs> get the whole, his entire body. Get the get the OG Cum Dog ta- tattoo from his wrestling video. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> shout out, Bill. That's how I introduced the Cum Dingo to him. He sold. Bill gets the um, second shout of the of, of the Bill podcast. I'm really trying to get him to watch the Four Man Wall. Okay, I mean, listen to the Four Man Wall. A- any any here? I think there's another there's another factor, and I apologise to you guys because I've kind of talked a lot. There's another factor that might contribute to uh, Tunisia exiting the group, and also Australia, um, Australia, and other similar nations exceeding their expectations is the climate. Okay. That's, that's right. A good yeah. point. Mm. That's a good that, point. The climate. and It gets know, pretty hot in Australia, mate. Come on now. Come on no, now. But, and, and Australia Australia's used to playing in the Middle East. Too, that's right, exactly. We mm-hmm. have a lot of experience playing in the Middle East. The only other four teams who can, 
who can probably relate to that is Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose um, Qatar, Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Qatar. Qatar. Like, genuinely, you, that people don't South realize Korea, how Japan. difficult it actually is. Yeah. I think South Korea had half of all of South Korea's group bar themselves, and I think. I can't remember who else was in it. Were all based in the Middle East, like they had yeah. all the all all. It's like they got drawn with basically every Middle East Middle Eastern team they could have, and I I, I, That's I a, it's a big to digress, factor. but these teams can get a bit cranky in in the routine summer World Cups, you know, like in in Brazil or in or in Russia even. You know, when it's, you know, just a, a normal European or, you know, a South American summer, let alone place like a dry climate like Qatar. Um, okay. Boiling hot in that sun. No, that, that honestly, that gives me more hope. Let's, let's do it. Australia, let's use the heat to our advantage. Yes. If there, yeah, if there was a prime opportunity for us to do something special, mm. I think it's, it's this World Cup. Fuck yeah. I like it. All right. I like it. I like it. I'm going to ask you a few questions, boys, to wrap up our uh, World Cup chat until we get into the tournament proper. And I want all of you to answer it one by one. So first things first, the biggest upset. So this could be, for example, of France not making it through, uh, basically. That's what what I'm looking for here. Andy, throw it at me first, brother. In terms of just our group or the whole... Any any group, just the entire World Cup. Entire World Cup. Um, biggest upset? Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. Probably would have gone. Essentially, who will be the biggest team who don't make it through to the knockoffs, the the, the playoff stage? Uh, okay. Knockoffs. Um, knockoffs, brother. <laughs> maybe Germany? I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't, Ooh, wa- I haven't been watching a lot of uh, internationals, to be honest, but, um, I feel like they have obviously been one of the best teams in uh, recent decades, but... At that, this stage, that's so. a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty stacked group apart from really Costa Rica there. Yeah, Spain and yeah, J- Japan, Japan's yeah. got a few goddamn. I think Taki Kubo is it Kubo. Kubo, yeah, he's a gun. And Spain's obviously like a lot of young players, but very talented squad too. So that could be interesting. Mm, yeah, that's. I'm gonna go with that one. I like it. All right, lay it on me there, Damo. Canada make the quarterfinals. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. <laughs> He's a big Jonathan David fan, is he? A big Alfonso Davies fan. Yeah, <laughs> big David Davies and they better have a Davidson fan uh, player, but no, nah, oh, I'm a big a Derek Cornelius. Um, uh, I'm a big Derek David and Davies fan. <laughs> yes, Love hell it. yeah, Junior Hoylet gonna, and, gonna score a toilet, couple of goals. Junior Toilet and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I think they. I, I don't know, but as a team... I like it. I, I think at this World Cup, I think being a team is going to be a big factor. doesn't yeah. matter how much talent you've got. I think it's how much of a team... Uh, what's the word? How much of a team... Chemistry. Co- like cohesion. Right. Chemistry. Yeah, cohesion. Yeah. Yeah, cohesion. I think yeah, chemistry, yeah, sure. cohesion and stuff is going to be a big big factor in this tournament considering the heat and and okay. the time that we're playing as well. Mm, only thing is so, Canada's okay. not a, exactly a hot climate. No, no it but is not. It is not. They could the just melt. They could melt. They could just melt. But, 
Um, I, I'm just excited to see Canada play at a national international tournament. As, as someone yeah. who is half Canadian, I, I haven't I like seen it. it in my in my. Of course, Andy, you are. You've got Canadian I heritage, do. so get up and about. Yeah, mate. That, that'll be my second team for uh, for the tournament. Fuck yeah! Up, up the country. Oh, so, they could. Yeah. Morocco. It's a tough group. Belgium and Croatia, obviously, two stacked teams, and Morocco have a few talented players in there as well. Mm, yeah, tough group to get mm, out of, but never know. We'll see how we you know, go. Hopefully, Canada can do better than their uh, prime minister talking to uh, <laughs> Xi Jinping. We've had a lot of political yeah, chat today, yeah. boys. It's very <laughs> spicy. Politics. Let's run it through. Let's run it through. Uh, I'm on that point. I I like what you're saying there about the cohesion, and for that reason, I think. England will fail to make it out of the group stage Ooh, because... Yep. That's my one. Oh, well, get roasted. Stolen. I mean, they've selected Harry Maguire. That's all you... That's, that's, that's that it. enough? You're fucked. How, how yeah. did Fikayo Tomori not get selected? It's insane. Gareth Southgate is absolutely blind. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, oh, it's just... It's going to be dramas. It's going to be dramas, I think, in the England camp. So who's... Uh, Ivan Tony robbed of a spot as well. It's just, it's strange. Who's making it out of the group um, then, Sean? Out of group B? Didn't you hear the recent allegations? USA and Wales, easy. Yeah, right. Okay. What was that, Nick? Ivan, the recent allegations for Ivan Tony. No. Oh, crap, allegations. What's this betting stuff? Yeah, yeah betting, betting allegations. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw oh. that. Like, he, he's been uh, accused of making like 200 plus bets. Um, oh. that's, uh, when he's, when he's I haven't, played. I haven't read into the article, but that's like... <laughs> yeah, so... Well, fair enough that you didn't pick him. All right, I'll accept that. But regardless, you've selected Harry Maguire, and that's a mistake. <laughs> Man's not uh, a fan. Nicholas, do you want to run me through? Are you, so you're picking England as well? Oh, no, nah, mine was... It's not exactly that, but it was quite similar. Um, shall I still run with it? Go with it. Go with it, brother. Uh, this is in response... to Jamie Carragher's underestimation of... AFC teams. Okay. I have Iran making it out of the group of death. Yeah. Which is... The, and it's not much of a big claim because this is by far the most even group. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what uh, I reckon too. Yes, you can rank them one through to four and on paper it would probably be England, Wales, USA, Iran. But they're so vulnerable to losing to all of them. I think Iran will play with freedom. Yeah, um, especially in the in the warm climate conditions, and England will be prone to um, England and Wales are uh, uh, quite quite the rivalry there. They'll be prone to dropping points against each other. Right. Uh, at least one of them, if not both of them, will. And USA are uh, high tens- high high stakes games against England. Uh, they have a lot to prove, especially after missing the world last World Cup. And I think Iran will strive and. Just to top off that, I've just done a bracket predictor for the <laughs> World Cup, uh, just as we're speaking, and I've got Iran and South Korea clearing the final group stage, so cop that, buddy, what's his name again? Jamie Carragher. Fucking Sumpom. Fucking Sumpom, one of the best defenders in history. Sumpom. Some some pommy bloke. Some pommy bloke. Pommy bloke. What would he know? I think we bet the Socceroos when um, the Socceroos bet England when he was playing. So um, that you bloody pommy bastard. Bloody hell, mate. 
That's some that's some potent words. All right, I like it. Now we're, we're running long on time as usual, so I'll ask these ones as like a double-barreled kind of or triple-barreled game questions, and just just run run me through your answers. Okay, Nick, team you're most excited to watch, uh, and then tips for Golden Boot and Champion. Uh, my champion is Argentina. Okay. Uh, the team I'm most excited. Team or to... player that you're most excited team... to watch. Team or player? Uh, brr, uh, I'll say Netherlands. Um, they missed the last World Cup, and they've had some exciting talent come through in the meantime. Uh, yeah. um, especially Ajax had that great Champions League run with a lot of Dutch talent, and you know we got Van. They got Van Dyke, Delight. You know the defenders are stacked. Yeah, they're stacked. Uh, also Memphis Depay. Yep. You know uh, it'll be great to watch them and uh, follow on Golden Boot. Oh, shit, yeah, this, this is a tough one. Yeah, I've kind of... If you've got Argentina winning, surely you just go with, like, Leo Messi or Dybala. Can I just cut for a second? Of course, of course, of course. I just want to think course. through this logically. I'll jump to you, Damo. Do you have answers for my questions? Uh, I I would like to see an, an African team do well. And I reckon... I reckon that... Uh, Ghana mm-hmm. could do well. They, they've got some gods there, like Dan, Daniel Marty's a gun, Tariq Lamptey's a gun. You know what? I, I can see them doing a 2014. Yeah. I mean, Thomas Party, obviously, allegations aside, is a very talented player. Yeah, he is. And oh, Anarchy Williams has claimed exactly. for Ghana. I had no I reckon, idea. I reckon that Inyaki Williams... Could be some player. Oh, he's a he's a fucking he's a superstar. His brother's playing for Spain, I believe. Was he selected, or is that my football manager save? I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Anyway, but I think um, Golden Boot will be. No, he's there. Nico Williams in the Spain squad. So you got two brothers, one one playing for Ghana, one for Spain. I like it. Yeah, it's awesome. So and then um, no, I don't even know like. It's too, it's too hard. Mm. Too hard to say. It's so open. This is going to be one of the most open tournaments, mm. I think, ever. It's good. Makes it interesting. Anyone could win it. Anyone could win it. I'd like to go for a roughie. Go. I'd like to go for a roughie for Golden Boot. Son Min. Ooh. Interesting. I think, I think he might be... I, I see... I have South Korea making the quarterfinal stage. Fuck yeah. Um, and I can see him loading up on some goals in the group stage and maybe yeah. like getting one or two in each of the knockout games. Yeah. Look, if, if he um, does it, if, if they do that, it's going to be him. It's going to be Son killing or it. Either, if they weren't in such a tough group, I would have Harry Kane. Nah, England are all over the place, <laughs> brother. England Man. are going to shit the bed again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you love to say that. Yeah, exactly. but Harry, Harry, Harry Kane just gets goals and like, you just, you know, you, you just... The, the 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 type of striker he is like no yeah. he, he just gets him like and, and you know they're, they're inevitable whether it's it's not scintillating it's not like you know he's putting the team on his back it's just someone has to get a goal eventually and more than often than not it's him fish out um did you give me one for your most exciting to watch was that the was that Ghana there Damon? yeah I can Ghana will be yep alrighty 
call to watch. I'll, um, I'll slide in here. My most exciting team slash player. I'm going to go with Denmark just because I think the Christian Eriksen story is, is really cool. And yeah, I'm, I'm I was going to go Dan- Denmark too, but then obviously... Uh, nah, fair fair enough. Well, yes. Well, I'm actually tipping Denmark and Australia to go through. Uh, I don't think... I think France okay. are going to shit the bed myself, yeah, okay. but we'll see. We'll see. It's it's wishful thinking, I know, I, but I I'm sticking it. with it. Um, my champion got to be Brazil. I think they've got the most talent right now. I think, you know, Anthony, Neymar, uh, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Martinelli, Vinny Jr., Rodrigo. They've got so many good like attacking options up front. It's just insane. They need a defense, though. Ah, Are we just going to do the old... Around. Attacking is the best form of defending or something like that? Yeah, that's it, mate. Offense is the best form of They've also got two of the best goalkeepers in the world, so, you know, they'll be right. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. More than a goalkeeper, though. Yeah, Danny Alves, 39 years old. He's still out there, brother. Get Marcello from the Wanderers out there. (laughs) Yes. Represent the A-League. I would like to see that. I would very much like to see that. Um, And I think, yeah, most excited. I think that's it. Andy, do you have your answers for me? Yeah, look. Yeah, take them all with a grain of salt. Um, as I said, I don't watch much international football outside of the Socceroos. But um, I'm going to go Brazil to win it, like, like you, Deshaun. I'm going to go, staying on theme, I'm going to go Neymar to uh, get the golden boot. And team I'm most excited to watch outside the Socceroos, probably... Probably Portugal, just to see how Ronaldo goes in his in his last World Cup. Yeah, yeah, God, that's yeah. He'll be like, yeah. This is the thing, isn't it? This World Cup is going to be the last one for so many legends, so Ronaldo many, and Messi. Yeah. There's and a lot of people will be Messi. Messi holding up. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that. holding up the World Cup. I think Uruguay are going to go for a run as well. I'm picking Suarez as my golden boot winner. Oh, yeah, that's ah, a good okay. too, to be fair. Did you see that speech Messi did recently? Um, it was from like the 2020 or 2021 Copa America at the final. Uh, no. And like the way he talked and like did the speech, you know, um, definitely wasn't the shy guy, messy persona, you know, the mumbling persona. It was like ready. I was ready enough, you know, to buddy come and shout in it, you know, the 9 a.m. meeting, you know. That was a rev up and a half. You know? <laughs> the 9 a.m. meeting. <laughs> so like, I have no 9 a.m. meetings. <laughs> I'm not that, I'm not that special. Like that hard. T2. Oh, mate, it, it, would make, it would make you run for a brick wall. Hell yeah. All right. Get amongst right. it, fellas. Well, if there's anything I've missed... No. Speak now or hold your peace forever. Until next week. Bel- that's, that's it. That's it, boys. Until next week. Thank you guys for listening. A long one today, but there was a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Can the soccer World is. Cup. Oh, real quick before I finished. Damo, Damo, Damo. How's how's the uh, the Sydney Super Cup going? Who's still, still one all. Ooh. Uh, and how's the lasagna looking? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I'm I'm starving. <laughs> Massive drama. We got we're off to dinner, fellas. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you all so much. This has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. Peace out. <laughs>
Some of those acts had way too sad. much charged charged up sexual energy and um <laughs> it's boring B yeah oh, I don't need to see Shaggy you know describing it's the, the children <laughs> yeah. it's an 18, it 18 plus concert 